Hundreds of firefighters have been battling raging fires in multiple areas of the Western Cape. The wildfires stretch across a vast area from Overstrand to Swatland, George and the city of Cape Town. Reports of fire reaching five meters devouring everything in their path were told by residents of these areas. In Betty's Bay and Pringle Bay, the fire prompted precautionary evacuation notices. Homes were burned down with some residents losing everything. It includes the Douglas family, who are the caretakers of Sea Farm, a private coastal nature, nature reserve situated between Pringle Bay and Betty's Bay. Community WhatsApp groups were alive, with some asking for packets of peanuts and raisins for the firefighters. Volunteers of Pringle Bay and Betty's Bay jumped in to feed them, offering them the chance for a break and a shower, with others offering eye drops. With all resources exhausted the overberg, the Cape Town fire officer answered the distress call from Pringle Bay and sent out additional firefighting appliances to assist. Hundreds of hectares have been burned down in the overberg, and as we speak, fires are still raging in some areas. While the loss of life has been limited and firefighting resources have been stretched to the limit, this is a story of resilience, of heroes that fought fire from the air and on the ground to protect life and property, who put their lives on the line. And it's also a story of how firefighting teams further afield answered the call to help. We have the mayor of Overstrand, of Overstrand, um, Annelie Rabi, in the Business Studios to tell us more about the devastating fires. Hi, Annelie. Welcome to Business News. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So let's start. What is the situation on the ground now? Well, as you know, we've had a number of fires, but two very big ones. We're entering day five, both on the Pringle Bay side of Overstrand and then 120 kilometers on the other side of Overstrand, close to Pearly Beach and Bifilias. So our resources are spread across the two sections. So what kind of help have you had from the areas around you? I, I think this is exactly what fires do. It brings people together. And, you know, we have uh, agreements with municipalities around us, but we are being supported by the city of Cape Town, uh, the town of George, the town of Swantland, which is completely on the other side on the west coast. Um, we have Cape Agulhas, we've got Swellendam, um, we have the um, Eden Garden Route District Municipality coming all the way from Nisna. Um, so we really are covered and assisted across the spectrum, not asking any questions, not asking whether is it may it, but coming in, assisting with water, with vehicles, with feet on the ground, with logistical support. It is just amazing how the firefighters actually get it right to look beyond and to just focus on getting the fire out. Are the fires worse this year? Because this is a regular occurrence in the Western Cape. Obviously, it is fire season. So we are usually prepared for some of this and we learn lessons from previous fires but these two are problematic for me. And the, the interesting thing is that it started on Tuesday in this week at six different points at exactly the same time. So I have a question about how did it happen that all of these happened at the same time? Mm -hmm. So with all the fires that we have, we usually have an investigation. Uh, and that is what I've asked for in this regard as well. 
because 120 kilometers apart with limited resources of our own to cover such big fires on such a widespread area just doesn't make sense to me. Something, something just doesn't gel at this time. Are you suspecting arson? Well, I'm, I'm certainly not, not, not excluding it, but it's because I can't prove it at this time, it makes it very difficult for me to even play guess, guess. What I can say to you, we've just about three, four weeks ago, we've had an extremely big fire, not quite the extent as the one in Pearly Beach at this time, uh, on the R43 between Stanford and Huntsby. And the report that I got clearly showed that at 10 different points in a circle, the fire was lit. And we have, in fact, because of that, we are offering a reward for anyone with information that would lead to the successful arrest and prosecution of someone. Um, what was also interesting is that at the time that the fire started in, um, in, in uh, Pringle Bay, as my call went through to the district municipality, um, uh, fires were recorded in, uh, uh, in TWK and in Hrabot. And it started at four different points around the town of Hrabot. Less than half an hour later, a fire in Villiersdorp. So something just doesn't make sense. You, um, do you think it might be linked to the election? Because this is election season and, uh, you know, there might be a lot of funny business. Well, you know, we were promised that the, the Western Cape will be made ungovernable. I, I prefer not to think that way because otherwise we will be, you know, we will be focusing on, on a story rather than what the issues at hand are. But I do not think we can discount if I, if I look around last night, a fire in uh, uh, Rosenville, a new fire in Bonnyvale. It, it is just too obvious. Now, we, um, we normally have around between 40 and 50 si varying sizes of felt fires in the fire season. That is excluding structural fires, which happens around the clock. Uh, but nothing as one-on-one -on -one like we are having it uh, this season. And this one is just too peculiar. So I, I don't want to go into, into all kinds of theories around this. So let me wait for the report. And if the report suggests that there may be foul play or anything that we will be, need to be concerned about, um, you know, I will go public on that. So, so how big is the area that is affected? How many hectares? Well, on, if, if, you know, geographically, we are 120 kilometers from one end to the other end. In the Pringle Bay area, we've had just over 800 um, hectares that burnt. It is a predominantly um, a residential area and mostly secondary uh, housing with people having holiday homes there, which obviously makes it then even more difficult to, to deal with fires in, in such a case. On the other side, the 120 kilometers on the other side with Pearly Beach is primarily farmland and it is open felt. The challenge with that fire specifically is that unfortunately um, there are not sufficient fire breaks on farms. The, there's a, the farms are overgrown with um, not all of them, like everything, but the, this specific instance there's um, areas that are completely overgrown with ruecrans and other alien vegetation and which is very prone to, to fire. So last night I was on the scene 
And whilst we were looking at the fire in the one direction, within a minute, it jumped on eight different places across one of our biggest connecting roads, but deep in. So I cannot get vehicles inside. All we can do is then to do peripheral uh, uh, prevention of the fire spreading. But, but that is becoming even more problematic for us because the deeper it's in, the thicker it is, the more difficult it is to contain and jumping off the fire then creates other risks for us. So what kind of losses have been suffered? We, um, in, in the Pringle Bay area, we've had four houses that were completely gutted. And one of the, one of the stories around this is one of our volunteer firefighters who whilst he was fighting a fire a distance away, his own house burned down. Ooh. And I will never forget the devastation on his face um, um, when he realized that his house is gone. But it's also interesting how the community is rallying around him, you know, and, and, and assisting. So there we lost four structures, quite big structures. We've had other areas where one, one room or one garage or one chalet you know, was damaged. But also then the smoke inhalation, smoke in the houses, that smell of fire that is currently hanging in the air across my municipality is, is quite something different. And um, are many of these firefighters volunteers? We have both groups. On the Pringle Bay side, we've got a very good team of volunteers. They're doing excellent work around the clock. It's a permanent volunteer structure. On the uh, Pearly Beach side, we have also got volunteers, and I'll come back to them now because they're a special breed there. Uh, and then also from different towns where they have uh, volunteer firefighting groups that uh, offered their services and that came in. Just in relation to the Pearly Beach one, um, I want to reference the farmers of that area as volunteers. Linda, there was no way that we would have been able, despite all the vehicle support that we got from all the other municipalities, to see 30, 35, 40 uh, farmers, and we call them bucky suckies. It's a bucky, and then it has a small little trailer at the back. We call them bucky suckies. To see how they just got in there. Um, the night before last, I was in the felt till about 11.30 with them, and they didn't go home. They didn't moan. They, nothing. It was just, this is who we are. This is what is facing us. And we're going to do this collectively. It actually makes one quite emotional to see how these people got here. And they don't need to do it. They don't need to step out. But they decided we're in it together. And together we will win this one. Well, if you look at all the messages on social media, I, I, and one guy said, well, he stopped um, following the group on Facebook or something because they were arguing about baboons, which is a, a, a issue, a big issue in areas like this. And yeah. um, he was just taken by the community spirit. Um, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. Obviously, the baboons makes for a conversation of a different kind, uh, a very interesting one, a very sad one, actually. Um, and I was very concerned about, uh, especially the Hankloop baboon troop, which is 70 strong. And at one point, uh, we could only account for 26. One of the volunteer groups then later on found all the others. But um, the, the, the team spirit here 
when we asked for precautionary evacuation of Pingle Bay, people came out with food, kept the dogs, looked after the houses of those who don't live there permanently, offered their help for those that are ill, uh, offered to um, put their insulin and their oxygen tanks, uh, you know, look after that, helping people to get out. It is amazing um, what a fire does. And I think the anxiety of loss and the history and the remembrance of the 2019 fire in that area, mm-hmm. the loss of, of many houses in the Nisna, big Nisna fires, just made people realize, guys, this is not the time now. We can fight again later on. Uh, is there lessons that you can take forward from this? Yes, yes, there are. Uh, I think there are lessons on an operational level that we need to take forward, and that will predominantly be on how do we manage um, alien vegetation, how do we clear the area, because there's an impact of this, or it is impacted upon by climate change, and we can never discount climate change. Uh, and perhaps just in that regard, there's some areas of uh, feinbos that and felt that needs to burn regularly for feinbos to grow. But some of these areas haven't burnt in 30 years. And there was an argument in that specific area that they would do not want controlled burns so that we can create uh, buffer spaces. So I think that's a takeout from there. But the bigger takeout really is on, on, on the social response. And in terms of the social response, the way in which the community came together to provide food and serve and the rate payers organizations, you name it, they were there. Nobody asked a question. They're providing three meals a day to 120 boots on the ground. They're providing eye drops. You cannot believe we go through millions of bottles of eye drops when it is fire time. Uh, and how the pharmacies got together, how the big retailers got together. And one, for example, said, here is an amount. It's on, in, on credit for you. Buy what you need to do. And, and I think that, that helps. That really helps. That really says when the chips are down, the people of Overstrand can overcome everything as a team. Can we just quickly go back to the animals? You said that um, the baboons, um, they're okay. Some people might not think that's a good thing. What about I am not the, I, in fact, right after this at ten o'clock, I am having a meeting around the baboons. Um, and I want to just separate the traditional arguments around the management of the baboon troops aside for this at this time. But certainly, um, I am not aware of baboons that were killed in the fire that there were some baboons that were injured, and that update I need to get, um, that some of the baboons just fled, some of them came back. The fact that uh, the volunteer groups dealing with baboons can account for all 70, that at this time is for me very important. And what about the loss of life of other animals? I mean, the the car? I am not not aware uh, at this time of... Uh, and obviously, snakes and tortoises uh, were killed in, in the fire. But I do not have knowledge of lion or antelope or uh, horses or any of that that has effectively been killed in this fire. Oh, so you think the community is resilient, like the fangles? Of course. Um, yes. If I take it, how many fires they have got, all of us have gone through. 
And if I take what a hell of a year we had last year, not just with fires, but also with devastating floods, devastating floods. And every time, doesn't matter what it is, we came out stronger together. Obviously, we differ in terms of our operational uh, approach. Obviously, think we can do more. Obviously, we say, no, we should have or we could have. But in the end, it was how we pulled together that made us to get out on the other side and then to attend to those areas where members of our community feel that we haven't 100% gotten it right. And you'll be back. I mean, you think everything will grow back and as, be as yes. it was. Um, obviously, the houses need to be uh, uh, needs to be rebuilt, but I am sure that they have insurance and other things. So, so that that you can build. The felt will take a little bit longer. I think the scars that the fear for evacuation brought to people, especially older people, and I saw it for myself last night. The anxiety, not so much for them to lose their IDs. But what do they do with their animals? What do they do with their pets? Um, and the fear in older people's eyes, I'm losing everything. I think that will stay with a lot of us for a very long time. And in closing on that one, um, you know, our firefighters lived through all of this. Last night at 8 o'clock, I said to one guy, it's not my place to tell you, but you better go home. You've been on the scene for four days. It's not fair to yourself. Forget about your family. Um, and the firefighters just push, but the anxiety that they go through, I think perhaps we need to 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 sharpen our um, our victim support for those people because cowboys don't cry, but I believe at times it's necessary just to give them a hug and say you're okay. Well, it looks like the town is in good hands. Thank you so much, um, Anneli Ravi, the mayor of Overstrand. Thanks for speaking to us. Thank you. Mm-hmm.